What's up, everyone, and welcome back to The Last Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany, and today we are going to be talking all about what makes a good leader. So you may or may not have heard this, but most people who you would consider a good leader, they weren't necessarily born that way. Like you are not born being a good leader. These people have put time, energy, and effort into learning how to become a good leader. And I feel like this is just something that everybody can benefit, whether you're, um, whether you are looking to hire a team one day, or even if it's just that you want to be viewed as a leader in the community and you're, you you know, you just want to be the best solo business owner you want to be. You want to be the best solo artist that you can be. You can still learn these practices and learn how to be a good leader in the eyes of others, which I think is just overall a really good quality to possess. But in good faith, we are also here because this is a business podcast and I love teaching you all how to become a leader when it comes to managing employees. So that is what this episode is going to be mostly tailored to. Um, But first, let's define what makes a good leader. You've heard of the term magnetic. I love when you can just tell somebody is a magnetic leader. And this is somebody who doesn't try to be a leader, but people are just naturally drawn to them, right? I like to kind of, um, I like to kind of like use the, analogy that like, you know, you have like a wolf pack or you have a a pack of dogs and I hate to compare it to that, but you know, all of those dogs or those animals are going to pick a leader naturally, right? Like you are going to have the alpha in that pack. And I feel like humans are a lot like that too. So when you have people at work, they always are going to be kind of gravitating towards one person in specific. And those are the people that have that magnetic leadership qualities that for some reason, just the type of person that they are, people are naturally drawn to them, want to tell them their problems and they are looking to this person for solutions. These people are people who listen. They are just confident in themselves. They exude confidence. They give good advice and they empower others. But how can we take those qualities and learn how to be a good leader ourselves? I can tell you, honestly, I was not, I was definitely not born a leader. Um, I was picked on a lot growing up. I was always kind of like good at what I did, but I never really exuded the confidence that really allowed for people to want to view me as a leader, if that makes sense. So when I first got into business, I was very good at it. Um, However, I, even knowing that I wanted to grow a team, I didn't know how to actually lead others. I had never really done that before, um, less maybe a couple of jobs that I had had when I was working um, for NARS Cosmetics. I had like a couple of part-time people and I was the worst literally the worst leader when it came to that. Um, Those people weren't in those positions for very long anyway. But when it came to hiring my own employees, I just really had no idea what I was doing. Um, If you've listened to one of my previous episodes about how I lost my first employees, that will lay it all out there for you. But long story short, um, you know, I just, I didn't know how to talk to people. I didn't know how to like communicate in general. I didn't know what I was looking for in people, but I I just didn't know how to um, quite understand that like people weren't thinking the same way that I was thinking. And I would get really, you know, exhausted by that or really um, just frustrated. And I didn't know how to communicate that frustration besides, you know, maybe just not being the best boss. And um, so I did, I lost my first employees. And it was then and there that I realized that these are, 
you know, learn traits. This isn't something that they necessarily teach you in school, although you can definitely, um, you know, you can definitely take classes. And that's kind of what I ended up having to do is just like learn on my own to figure out, you know, what does a good leader do? What are some ways that a leader can motivate and incentivize employees? And I kind of, you know, found things that I could read that would teach me how to like put things into practice. And I put them into practice. And a lot of what I've learned since has just been from trial and error. But I do truly feel like it's something that that you can learn on your own. And this is something that I teach a lot to all of my clients in general. Um, and I And I just wanted to touch on it here because I had... A, um, a little hiccup myself recently in my own businesses where maybe I, not even just maybe, like I, I had a lapse in judgment when it came to my leadership. And I hope that you can learn from my mistakes and my experiences just as much as I can. So that's kind of what um, inspired this message is just, you know, coming back from a situation in my own business. But, um, you know, there are certain things that you can do. And I think that the biggest thing, um, if you are looking to become a better leader is to find your why, you know, why do you want to be a good leader? Why do you want to lead others? It has to be genuine. Like it can't just be, Oh, I, I want to own a salon or I want to have employees so that I don't have to work anymore so that I could just make money in my sleep. Like, you know, I, um, I just want to have people under me like for that sole reason. That is not what is going to work for most people. Like you have to truly want to better the lives of others. You have to want to genuinely lead these people. And when you look at, you know, what makes a good leader and who makes a good leader, if you could think of right now, like who is the leader that comes to mind? Who is somebody that you look at and you're like, wow, that is a really good leader. What are the traits that those people possess? They probably are a very genuine person. They're probably very genuine towards their employees or the people who are looking up to them right? So you have to ask yourself why, why do you want to lead these others? And like, what is it about you that they are going to want to buy into? Okay. Um, I think another thing that a lot of business owners who have teams, a lot of things that they um, unfortunately fail on are the fact that they don't know how to define their expectations. They don't know how to give clear expectations. And they have to remember at the end of the day that employees don't read minds. So you have to literally spell it out. Like, what do you expect as a business owner? How are they supposed to be able to figure out how to do those things? Like, what are the tools that you're giving them to be able to perform those tasks? And this is like a huge, huge one, but how you communicate those expectations to the employee, your tone, your delivery, like how you are getting them to buy into the vision of where you're going and like why they're doing the things that you're expecting them to do. All of those things need to be aligned. You need to learn how to speak. You need to learn how to carry yourself. You know, how are you going to come down on employees for being late if you're constantly late to your own appointments and you show up and, you know, you're all disheveled and you spent the last night out at the bars and you're expecting them to come and show up in a professional manner with the clients, but you're not walking the walk yourself. You know, people need, you know, a leader that leads by example. So I want you to take every aspect of your business and break it down and think like, am I leading by example in these cases? And if you're not, those are some small changes you can make right now to really get your employees to look up to you and respect you because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Employees respect good leaders, employees and people in general, your clients, 
all of the above. Um, so, you know, make sure you're not talking down to the people. I know that when I used to get frustrated, I had, you know, I can definitely be short. I can be short. I can be blunt, um, a little sharp. And I had to really learn how to say things before I spoke the words out of my mouth because the inflection and the the face that I made, you know, sometimes it's the the verbal or the nonverbal cues that you're giving people that can really rub people off or make them feel like they can approach you. And um, so really learning yourself and taking a second to think before you say something or think before you make that face with your employee. And um, that is gonna go a long way in how they look up to you. One of the most important things when it comes to leadership is understanding and recognizing when you are the one at fault. You must be humble. Um, I have learned this time after time, you know, when I first lost my employees, you know, nine years ago, I had to internally reflect on myself because I could have made up an excuse as to why each of those people leave and, and blamed it on that person. Like, oh, she left because, you know, oh, she wasn't going anywhere anywhere. Or she left because she's shady or whatever else it might be. It was like, no, these people left my business. I had two employees leave, two of the three employees that I had at the time, you know, two thirds of my employees left at the same time. And I had to really internally reflect on myself and say, what did I do wrong? Because employees don't leave a business. They don't leave a job. They leave a leader. So think about that. If they're not bought into you as a leader, they have no ties there. You know, if one thing goes wrong, like they're off to the next. Everybody needs that leadership and they need somebody that they look up to in order to help get them to that like next step in their career. Um, but um, more specifically, it's interesting because, you know, I do help a lot of other salon owners when it comes to leadership. And it's sometimes so easy to be able to see and point out what others are doing or if others have issues, you know, I get excited to be able to help them. But I recently had a situation happen in my own salons and it was something where, you know, I had to bring up an issue that I noticed and you know, looking back, I was definitely very matter of fact about the issue. And um, I was just like, you know, here's the problem. Like, here's what we have to do. Like, it just is what it is. Like, we, we have to do it. And my employees got so upset. And in the moment, I got a little defensive because I'm like, I don't understand like how they could be upset about this, you know, this thing. Like, in my mind, it made perfect sense, right? But they are clearly upset about something bigger or deeper than that. And I could have been... Uh, I, I could have been a jerk and just been like, okay, guys, well, too bad, you know, but guess what? They all would have probably left. At least half of them probably would have walked out. And this is where you see those huge mutinies in salon businesses, right? Like they do happen. And it's because people are making a stand against the leader. The leader is doing something that is not very leader-like. And in my case, I had to really break down and figure out like, okay, let's backtrack because it's not necessarily about what we're, what the issue is because it was only in, in all reality, it was only about a 15 minute time break in between an appointment, right? It's not about that 15 minute of time. What they were really saying without saying it is that, there had been problems brewing in the studio that maybe I didn't know about. And I had to reflect on that and say, why? Well, I've been doing this. I've been doing that. I've been out of the studios. I haven't been like as like 
I guess, emotionally like involved with what they're going through because I've been so focused on every other thing, making sure that, you know, the position, the business is recession proof, making sure that, you know, the budgets are in line, that we are able to do certain things that I want to do to be able to grow next year and take care of them. But like, how are they supposed to read my mind and know all of these things that I'm doing behind the scenes for them? If I'm not really showing them and if I'm not showing up and I'm not like being the leader that they need in that moment, you know, I thought, you know, well, I have managers in place. I have managers in place for this, that, and this. And I even, you know, let the girls know like, hey, if you need this, go to this person. If you need that, go to this person. Well, what the girls weren't necessarily getting where they were going to these people and they were still not getting the results that they needed. And so it kind of made them feel like for lack of a better words, they were they were unmotivated to even speak up about the issues that were bothering them because they were never getting those problems solved. And this has been going on now for the last few months. Um, coincidentally, after, you know, one of my really, really good employees, somebody who's been with me five years now, she recently, you know, is moving out of state. And I feel like she had kind of become the face, like the leader that everybody felt tied into, you know, she was so loyal to the business and, and still is loyal to the business. But like, I feel like everybody looked at her as a leader. And I think that when she moved and she's kind of been like back and forth now, but I think that when that happened, you know, people really felt like they were losing like another leader. They were losing like the leader of the people. And that just really goes to show you how important having somebody there that the employees like can buy into. Like if it's not you, you have to make sure that somebody that you have in your place is that person that people are finding to be that magnetic leader. You can't forcefully just put someone into a leadership role and expect the girls to buy into them. Does that make sense? So when all of this happened, the very first thing that I did was, you know, I I felt defeated. Like the very first thing I did, honestly, like I got mad, I got upset. And I was like, well, if they're going to be this way, you know, I'm doing all of these things and, you know, they, they don't see that and they just don't get it. Like, yeah, you could tell yourself that all day long, but guess what? Your business is only going to be good as the people that are working for you and the measure of like how happy they are working for you. So when I really broke it down, like I, you know, I went through like the seven stages of grief. Like I was really mad. I was like, okay, like, you know, some people are going to quit. This is what's going to happen. Like, I'm just going to have to be strong and figure it out. And then like, I felt like absolute shit for lack of a better word. like, I felt horrible. And I had to like, realize like, it's because like, I care so much about these people as individuals. Like I'm not one of those leaders that looks at my employees, like as employees, like I care about them each as individual people. I know what makes them tick. I know what motivates them. I want to genuinely see them start their careers. And I want to be able to see them through the the finish of it. I want to be able to lift these people up into whatever path that they may go. And I knew that I would never be able to live with myself if they were they that if anybody left because of something that I had done wrong and I had done wrong. You know, I naively like you know, I I do think that it's totally okay to step away from your business, don't get me wrong, but like you have to still show them that you're there. Like you still have to be there and like be tied in with them and like it was such a huge wake up call for me to realize that um you know, like I, I do want to do right 
by these people. And that, that wasn't the wake up call for me, but like the wake up call for me was like, I'm not going to be okay if this happens. And it's not because I wouldn't be okay in a financial way. It was because like, I didn't want to fail them if that makes sense. And I have done everything that I can in the past like few weeks to really connect with them one-on-one to like, listen to them. A good leader listens. You know, I listen to what the actual problems are and then I can go into problem solving mode instead of just hitting them with a problem solving situation from the beginning that they don't know my why behind, like why I'm even bringing this to them. Like, they need more communication like that. They need to know like what's going on in my head. And like, you also have to remember that everybody has a different way that they like to receive praise and like the way that, you know, their, their love languages. And just because my love language is acts of service, if I'm not really communicating the things that I'm doing for them or why I'm doing it for them, they're not going to understand it. To be completely honest with you, I needed this in my business. I needed the wake up call because I needed it to bring me back to that why. I love, I am moved by like truly helping these girls go from like, you know, their start from the school in their careers to being with me five, seven years from now. Like these are people that I do want to see grow. And I want to, at the end of the day, I want to be able to sleep with myself at night and know that I did right by them, know that I'm a good leader. And, um, you know, I think that we all could use lessons like that. Like nobody's perfect. And if I can help you in any way, shape or form, um, you know, learn from the things that I've learned in the last, you know, nine, 10 years of business that you know, I just hope that this helps somebody and that this speaks to somebody that is listening. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of The Last Journey Podcast. I hope this helped you. I hope that somebody out there is listening and um, that, and that it spoke to them in their business and what they're going through now. That is why I'm here. And, you know, I just truly want to be able to help you all on your last journey as well. So take care and I'll see you next time.